Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit News Special, number 393 for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Microsoft Bill Day 2 Keynote. Twit News is brought to you by ACI Learning. IT skills are outdated in about 18 months. Give your team the training they want while future-proofing your business. ACI Learning is changing the training industry for good and giving IT pros what they want. Fill out the form at go.acilearning.com slash twit to get more information on a free two-week trial for your team. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our day two coverage of Microsoft Build the second keynote is about to begin. Paul Thorat will be joining us this morning. A little later on, Rich Campbell. And of course, later after the keynote, a special uh, Windows Weekly edition where Richard and uh, Paul and I will talk about what we see today. Uh, unclear exactly what Microsoft plans with today's keynote. We're about to get underway. Let's go. Welcome, Executive Vice President, Experiences and Devices, Rajesh Shah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Rajesh Shah, and I lead Experiences and Devices at Microsoft. I'm just so incredibly excited to be here today to discuss how together we can shape the future of work with AI. And then Panos is going to join me later, and he's going to talk about the future of Windows. So yesterday you had Satya, Kevin Scott, Scott Guthrie talk about the co-pilot stack, the AI architecture of the future. Today is about bringing that AI stack to Microsoft products that hundreds of millions of people use every single day. Microsoft is going to democratize the opportunity for developers that means you and us working together to bring this new capability to users around the globe. Satya talked about it yesterday, and I've been in this industry a long time. I do think we are looking at the next frontier of computing. When I started in the industry three decades ago, a long time ago, graphical user interface was democratizing computing by making it accessible to people around the globe. Millions and millions of people. Sure, this time is turn on time. <laughs> and AI is even more accessible. It's even more powerful. And working with you, we can transform the way work is done in society. Good morning, Paul. Letting people use natural hey, language good to, see to do their work. 
So yesterday, after a, uh, about an hour and a half, First, they uh, really did a lot of uh, how-to and, and demonstrations of how the code the uh, would work. Um, right. I think we that's we're going to see more of that today. We actually had cut away at that point. Employees, leaders around the globe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this has been an interesting event because they're doing two keynotes, which is not unusual. Uh, this part is going to be really Microsoft 365, including Windows. So I assume they're going to expand on what they discussed yesterday. But I, the people who are going to take part in this keynote are not, by and large, technical people. They're just product people. We had heard Panos Panay would be uh, doing this one. Yeah, Panos, Panos will be next. Yeah. This, is, this person is Panos's boss, and he was the guy that <laughs> sort of ran Windows between Terry Myerson and, and Panos. Uh, so he's, not, he's not a developer. He might have been in an earlier life, but he's not a developer today. No, 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 no. I don't think we're. I would be surprised if we saw developers during this keynote. Three out of five leaders. They said there. We saw a lot of Python yesterday. <laughs> yep. And then we asked them about AI. Unsurprisingly, one out of two said they worry about what AI means to their job, what it means to their current set of skills. But fully seventy percent of the same set of people. Said they want AI the other thing I think we're not going to see today is a dollar sign AI. that explains how much so this is all going to cost because this stuff is not going to come for free. Well, and this was, uh, we talked a little Why bit about this yesterday with uh, Richard. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the kind of the dirty little secret of AI is that it's very yep. compute expensive. And of course, Microsoft my expen- loves that because that spend goes straight to them uh, through Azure. Right. right now, the best deal in AI is to use... Um, the Bing stuff, because they're just paying chat GPT. Right. <laughs> you know? right. But uh, that's not going to last. And I think this uh, Microsoft 365 Copilot stuff, Windows Copilot, is going to be valid, you know, added cost. There's the number, 100 million daily active users of Bing chat. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Yeah. A billion Microsoft but they're not showing you how much that costs. Yeah. It costs them a lot of money. You mentioned yesterday, Sam Altman has said, the CEO of OpenAI, that it's about 10 times the cost of a Google search, a single yeah. uh, chat GPT. Right. So it's a lot more expensive. It's exciting to see the work that has been done by developers. We have 1,900 applications in the Teams app store. And perhaps as impressive. So this is Microsoft 365 day, obviously. That's right. We were hoping this might be Windows 12 day, but no mention of 12 yesterday. Okay, so I'm actually holding out hope for that. I think I would, uh, I hope, I don't believe, but I hope that there is some mention, preview, something of what's coming down the pike. Um, Because one of the issues with the way they're integrating AI into Windows today is that it's not, it's just another button on the taskbar. I think they need a new UI for this as well. And maybe future maybe Windows. Windows. Okay, so we are going to hear about the future of Windows a little bit. First, you know, I want to share with you a little bit about how we thought about designing the Copilot. You've heard Satya talk about it. We Copilot's the, the overarching brand that, uh, that they're using for most, but not all, of the AI. The Yesterday, Satya said that they would be doing 50-plus AI announcements at Build. It's and about some of them were copilot, but not all of them. By having the AI work on their behalf, there's Windows copilot. There's of course GitHub copilot. And there's going to be Office copilot or Microsoft 365 copilot. Design language available to developers. As you extend AI, as you build AI applications, you'll be able to use the same design language. So to show you our vision with a copilot, let me run a quick video. 
to thank our uh, good friends at ACI Learning who've made uh, this Twit News special possible. ACI Learning is something you probably already know is uh, is part of uh, IT Pro that we've merged together. While training industry's completion rate of their videos about 30%, kind of pathetic, 70% bailout, ACI Learning blows its competition away. 80% completion rate. That's because they're Content is engaging and informative. This is the training IT pros want. Your enterprise needs cohesive, cutting-edge training to keep your team compliant, to keep you ahead of the pack. Choose an existing course. Let ACI Learning combine modules for a tailored solution or have them custom design a course to address your specific needs. Join the always-on tech training solution in a rapidly changing world of technology. ACI Learning is always in the studio, recording and sharing relevant content that impacts your business. Be bold. Train smart. Fill out the form at go.acilearning.com slash twit. Go.acilearning.com slash twit to get more information on a free two-week trial for your team. We're back uh, from their quick video. We're now learning about Microsoft 365. What do they work on? Copilot. Meetings, the conversations, the documents. That is the Microsoft graph. So the Microsoft graph represents the user. It represents their context. That is what grounds the AI. Like one of the and women the we're going to hear from today during the show is the person who invented the Microsoft graph. That people are oh, wow. Using, whether it be an office yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, inventing the Microsoft? What does that mean? Well, she came up with this phrase. Idea or? We need. <laughs> well, think about what um, Copilot does in Windows, this notion that you can ask it to do things and it can do them across different applications. Right. Like you need some kind of communication between these things. And that was her idea, that we have all these data stores. We need to be able to combine them and then logically... Uh, parse them to get the information we need. It's just kind of, it's an interesting, it was an interesting idea that's turned into an incredible backbone to what they're doing in Microsoft 365. Powered by natural language is right there with the rest of the community in the application, right by the user to help them complete their job. So the in-application assistance is exactly what you saw in the video. That's what you would expect to see work. I'm also excited about the cross-application intelligence layer. This that's, is like the chat GPT for the enterprise. This in-app cross-application intelligence reasons over the users, all of their programs and applications, their personal data represented by the graph, their enterprise content. It brings all these workflows across the myriad of contexts and applications that a user uses. This is what I mean by user of the center. Less about the apps, but the user of the center bring everything around them like chat GPT for the enterprise. So today, the rest of this conversation, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you about the opportunity we have for developers. And we'll talk about this in four chapters. We'll talk about how can you extend this cross-application intelligence. Then how can you plug in at the data layer with a Microsoft graph? How can you extend the in-application assistance? And then finally, we'll talk about developer success what does it mean end-to-end based on the feedback you've given us over the years? Is this so, the kind of stuff uh, this audience wants one, to hear? Uh, let's dive in into the cross-application intelligence um, layer in Microsoft. <laughs> so, this is a tough one for me. We'll talk about this on Windows Weekly too, but I think there's a marketing opportunity here and then there's a developer opportunity. And um, I feel like they're, I, I like the way that Apple and Google separate their kind of marketing keynote right. from their developer keynote. Right. Welcome. And is this who you were talking about, Archana? Uh, I need to see who it is. Hello, everyone. Very good morning. So. 
Now, <laughs> I'm going to show you how the co-pilot is grounded in your company's data, thereby helping Sorry. you work more efficiently and effectively. For this demo, I'm playing the role of Aneka, who is an account manager. I have an important monthly sales meeting coming up with a customer at VentureWorks. My company uses both Microsoft 365 and Dynamics 365 to manage AdventureWorks relationship. First things first, I'd like to know She's the, uh, when is my next monthly sales meeting with AdventureWorks. Yeah, no, so right. I go ahead and ask that question to Copilot. Copilot is grounded in data from Microsoft Graph, so it can access my emails, and more oh, okay. to help me with such specific we'll watch information. For her. I can also ask Copilot to do more than simply fetch information. For instance, I can ask it to summarize all my latest correspondence with the meeting organizers. Something Slack is also it does so uh, by summarizing my emails. And it seems now, like a useful tool. Summary, I, 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 I don't know because I asked Slack for and access like and they've yet to give it to and me. Because <laughs> Copilot is still so if you want, uh, there's a version of this in Skype. If you want to just kind of play it, that's another nice. free way to interact with this stuff. Yeah. Microsoft's smart. They're giving all this stuff away. Well, <laughs> at the co- it's going to cost them. The first one's free, Leo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can also ask to take actions on my behalf. Like, for instance, to help me draft an email with everything that I just learned, like the email correspondence summary and the sales order activities, so that I can email that to my colleagues. Copilot helps me with this really useful email draft, which, of course, I can update with more information, personalize it, and make it my own. Become sensitized to what AI-generated text sounds like, and I wonder how interesting how long it's going to be before people start rejecting emails that are clearly, you know, not written in you know Archana's voice. Yeah, uh, one of the things you guys would have uh, talked about yesterday was this notion of AI that will check. content to see whether it was created by AI. Right. And um, I was kind of wondering whether we would just become desensitized to it over time that by the time they figured out how to do that accurately, no one would care anymore. Right. You know? right. That captured the user's intent. It didn't matter if the data was in the graph specifically or whether it was in some line of business uh, schema like the data was. And so the co-pilot was... Microsoft has been talking about this forever. And then available. Um, Cortana was an early attempt to kind of do this thing. Uh, The Microsoft Band, that fitness wearable they had, was the the thing they talked about but never did was we have your health data, we have your schedule, we can give you insights that kind of cross those two boundaries. Um, But they just, I I think AI is going to finally enable them to do this thing they've wanted to do for a long time. Copilot is able to get your information's data. You get to control the user experience. And the co-pilot is able to act on the user's behalf. Now, <clears throat> we've settled on the same open standard as ChatGPT. I wonder why. Plugins. So OpenAI <laughs> yeah. and Microsoft. We uh, did not have a choice. Um, <laughs> what we had to do. There's been a lot of talk uh, in the last two days about plug-in these plugins. Because that's what brings... It works in Microsoft. These large language models up to date, you know, they're, they're all frozen. This is, um, this is Chromium, right? For AI, it's, we're going to adopt the standard and all your extensions are going to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's kind of the same. uh, It's a smart approach. And it was about 
because uh, developers may ignore Bing or Microsoft Copilot or whatever, but they will, that stuff will just work. That same plugin you will see now working in M365, Microsoft Teams. And of course, so in the pitches develop plugins for this. That's what I meant yeah. the inter- interop- uh, Already they have open table and Wolfram Alpha. The work that you do. Yep. Yeah, they announced uh, several more yesterday. An open API endpoint. Yeah. And every then you one, get unfortunately. the possibility yeah, there are quite a few. of your yeah. extensibility. And, and ChatGPT has been offering this as well. Uh, yeah. To now, subscribers. Anyway. Here's the great news. That's not the only way to extend the co-pilot in Microsoft 365. All your existing investments, message extensions. So today, many developers are extending the team's messaging. So you're able to throw your custom conversation types into the flow of conversations. Now we made that same thing work in Microsoft Outlook. And that is also going to work as an extensibility in the co-pilot. Furthermore, over the years, we worked with many developers to take Power Platform connectors and connect them to all sorts of backend data sources. Each of those connections are also available as a new skill for the co-pilot. This co-pilot is like the operating system for productivity and business process. And we do that together. You build mm. the extensibility through a plugin, whether it be the, uh, you know, the uh, open API standard plugin or a message extension or using the Power Platform connector. This is uh, what, of course, now, yesterday they were talking about this idea. Why. Of- we are excited that we're going to have AI as a platform. They even quoted Bill Gates' right. famous right. definition of a platform. It's not only the new plugins you build. Wow. Yeah, what the definition the, was uh, uh, some number of users, wasn't it? You make money. Uh, the the users oh, right, yeah. make money over and above what uh, Microsoft makes, yeah. what the platform maker makes. Thousands of plugins over the coming months. Well, I mean, that's, this is what Microsoft is fundamentally, right? A platforms company right. that makes right. sense. This slots nicely into what they're already doing. With our colleagues in Visual Studio, we built a Teams toolkit to make it incredibly easy to go build, debug, and deploy these plugins. I mean, you've got platforms on platforms here. You've got Windows, you've got Teams, and now you have Copilot. Oh, this is this also fits in nicely with the kind of heterogeneous HTML world that Microsoft app. finds itself in, right? You're not now, you're not creating something for you Windows here, right? You you're creating something that could run on Windows for sure, right. but it might run in the browser, it might run out in Chat GPT on the web or whatever. That's it's smart. GitHub code spaces open in this machine here. Like Rajesh said, all you need to build a plugin for Copilot is a RESTful API that follows Open API specifications. For this demo, we are going to use. A repairs API, which we have already that took built, me 18 minutes to stand spec. corrected. So there this you go. <laughs> Some code. First, let's simply explore the API. To do that, I've set the breakpoint in the project already and started in the Visual Studio. So let's switch over for the web. To the Visual Studio code. code for the web. Excuse me. Like you can see, the deb- uh, repairs API supports basic create, update, list, and delete operations on the repairs entity. Let's explore this. Let's go ahead and look for all the repairs assigned to a maintenance staff member. Yeah, that's one of the interesting when things I you do can that, do with VS Code is run it as a server my project, and, and like then you can uh, see access it on the web anywhere. Is returned. 
And the That's response right. contains basic metadata. This is how they're going to bring it to the iPad Pro if Apple would just get their like Safari act together a little bit, the right? Description, the staff member to whom it's assigned to, and so on. That's it. This is a simple API which we are now ready to convert into a plugin for the Copilot. To do that, we are going to switch over to the Teams Toolkit extension, which is right here. So she's I'll taking what a mess, an existing message and extension and, and copiloting it. I'm going to say plugin for Copilot. I'm prompted to oh, enter yeah, yeah. an open API spec. Like Copilot, right? They plug in for Copilot. <laughs> yeah. I already I have one created for our repair. Silently API contemplating this. Um, we're <laughs> asking now, now to do something, and in the future, we'll just anticipate what yeah. we want. It's AI, AI all the way down. API that I want to yeah. expose as operations in my plugin. I only want list and create repairs as the two operations that my plugin should support. So I'll, rep- I'll select those. Of course, I need a project folder location and a project name itself and we are ready to go now the new project is being created and opened in this new browser tab um, now a plugin has two key components number one is the manifest file that defines the plugin's basic configuration metadata and number two are the adaptive cards which define the ui using which users will interact with my plugin now the cool thing here is Using the open API spec, which we just referenced a few seconds ago, the toolkit extension has already created both the manifest file and adaptive cards for me automatically. So let's click into each of them and explore. First, the manifest file. Like I said, the manifest defines the basic metadata and configuration about my plugin, like the plugin name, the description. On your bingo board, you can mark that off. (laughs) And RESTful API also covers. (laughs) Plugins can also support support authentication. So if your plugin supports auth, you can specify that in the manifest. Repairs API supports anonymous access, so I'll skip that step. Next, let's click into the adaptive cards. Like I said, adaptive cards define the UI using which users will interact with my plugin. Using the repairs API response parameters, Teams Toolkit extension has already created adaptive cards for me, which of course I can change. For instance, I'd like for this thumbnail image of the repair ID, repairs item to be a bit larger. So I'll go ahead and make the change. I like, like that the human saw, component the of this programming is uh, so complicated. I'm going to change it from medium to large. All right, so we made a couple of changes, and we are ready made to by ChatGPT and me. I'll switch over to the debug. Every and when I say launch in Copilot. When I do that, Copilot will be open. Like the way that in a kid Microsoft raises Teams, a dog, and my plugin will be sideloaded. Launching Copilot there. there. Watching Teams launch it. Outlook. So now let's. We are ready to run a quick test. So these are compatible now, across Microsoft Copilot 365 Teams and Copilot. Teams, and I can go ahead and test with the prompt to fetch the repairs that are assigned to a maintenance staff member. When I do that, the repairs API that we just specified in the manifest is being invoked. And the response That's pretty impressive, from the actually. Is being you, can, you can see the business application of this immediately. And adaptive cards, which we designed in the toolkit. Copilot so might be, a Copilot-like capabilities might be what makes low-code, no-code start to make yeah, more sense. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Awesome. So we just built a plugin using an existing API and have it already working in Copilot in Microsoft Teams. That's, that's and we did all this with just a few steps in impressive. under five minutes. Go build right. these. 
Thank you. But anyone who's tried no code, low code, it knows you hit that stumbling block where it doesn't do exactly what you want. Now you've got trouble because you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You you didn't resizing an image is cute. But I mean, if you actually had to make code changes, to build a plugin is going to be a huge time save for the developers to extend the copilot capabilities. We would love your feedback as you use the tool in the coming weeks. So we talked about extending it, you know, at the cross application layer. I want to now talk about extending the copilot at the, at the data tier. So the Microsoft Graph, think about the Microsoft Graph as something that gets built and refreshed every single day from the trillions of signals that we get from customers as they use Microsoft 365. Every day we see hundreds of billions of documents and messages. And so what the graph is, it's partitioned by customer by tenant because the graph belongs to the customer and it is permissioned by user. So whatever I have access to is what the graph represents. So we take the Microsoft graph and that is the brain behind the copilot's amazing reasoning capability. So we take the graph, we ground the AI in all the user's context. And like I said, the security is and the permissions are maintained because the graph represents exactly my, the individual's permissions. According to Wikipedia, the U.S. government CISA recommends checking graph API permissions for threat actors as part of detecting post-compromise residual access. Just a little tip. Right? <laughs> careful, careful who you give access to the graph to. This really used to be called... Office 365 Unified API, which I think really tells you a little bit more what it is than the phrase Microsoft Graph. It's an API. Cross, yeah, they have to make it friendly. It's, yeah, um, yeah. Cross it's kind API. of just an aggregate of the data that you have to access in your own organization. Yeah. But this is, you know, this is a key, this is a message side to pros and uh, system admins out there that you still have a job. Right. <laughs> you know, right. We're going to need you for the, the permission stuff for sure. It's an embedding space for the billions and billions of entities in the graph. So like AI but could ever do more that. Than that. Don't worry. It'll be it fine. is an understanding of the relationships <laughs> that exist in the graph. What do I mean by relationship? Every one of us, we work with colleagues. There are some meetings that really matter to us, some documents that are trending in our organization, the projects we care about, the tasks assigned to us. That is the relationship that's captured in the semantic index. That is what allows us to then take the natural language intent expressed by the user and get the most relevant con- uh, data to so go So there are many the reasons AI. why today could be interesting. Um, one of them is the stuff that they mentioned numbers. here that they didn't really mention before or only mentioned in passing. So, for example, semantic index is mentioned in the book of news, which is what, I don't know, 30,000 words or whatever, some huge thing. One time. Hmm. <laughs> just one time. Hmm. And it's at the end of a sentence. It just says developers will be able to extend Copilot by bringing their data to the graph, blah, 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 with the semantic index in preview. That's the whole, that's the extent of the documentation we got about this Hello, ahead of time. Bill. I am Yina, and I lead the Microsoft Here's Graph. Here's Yina. Yeah, this is the so mother far, of the Microsoft Graph. So you have seen the power of plugins integrated with Copilot and how you can get started building them. We have also shown the value of building a Microsoft Graph connector to bring your data into the semantic index for Copilot and message extensions to integrate seamlessly in Teams and Outlook. Now, 
I'm going to show you a scenario that illustrates how all of these things can work in Microsoft 365 Copilot together. In this demo, we're showing you how Daniela, who's a project manager at Densu, which is an integrated marketing and media company, might manage the process of updating the branding of a client's website. First, she uses Copilot to gather and summarize information about the website deployment guidelines. Second, she uses Copilot to invoke plugins in context. Here she's creating a, a ticket in her project management tool and assigning it to someone on her team. And finally, she asks Copilot to retrieve and update a Contoso logo to the newly created project management ticket. Oh, Contoso's back. I thought they now, had a new company name. Now, here all of these happened on a snap. Yep. <laughs> consider how tedious it would have been to do all of these manually. It requires multiple steps, aggregating information from multiple sources, and working across many different interfaces. With Copilot, this really is a perfect application for AI. The flow of work. Because yeah. you've got the data now, set. Now, let's take a closer look at what is really going on on each step on this process. I feel like this can be first, more accurate too, a lot more accurate than yeah. kind of general AI questions out in the world, Here right? Here you're seeing the deep retrieval and Because you're working with a limited set of data. Copilot. And if it's Copilot properly structured and the graph is working correctly, it should, in Microsoft you know, you should have less uh, worries about uh, hallucinations or whatever, emails, right? Teams, chats with colleagues and more but it is also traversing data from Confluence using a Confluence Microsoft Graph connector, which is bringing index data from Confluence into Microsoft Graph. Confluence, of course, is the Atlassian. In addition to what Copilot extracted from Confluence, it also includes new steps in the process that were identified from email data, like the rollback plan, updating the logo, and the performance monitoring. So this is well, cool. Copilot returns a summary of all of the deployment yeah. guidelines. We, we may be wrong. It's going to be a lie to your boss, but... Yeah. <laughs> now, because Copilot is powered by full semantic search, it was able to include steps in the deployment guidelines that otherwise might have been missed. Now, the second turn. Here's where Copilot, we are invoking plugins in context. You're really making me wait for the Windows Dentsu stuff. Dentsu uses Jira as their <laughs> ticket management tool. Suffer. Again, the last tool. So they're really, they're really showing it's cross, not just in Microsoft 365. Yeah, this is purposeful, right? Because they could have used something else. Yeah, they've got some other uh, products. Using the context yeah. information gathered in previous turns. It prepopulates several fields, in the pro like the project name and the summary. And it also includes a description based on the context it found on an email. No, but as helpful as Copilot may be, we still need to have make a few edits, like adding the ticket owner. And then we're all set. Every page has that AI-generated content. Don't this. trust this. Yeah. Already I guess it also seems like Amanda's to. doing a lot of the work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everything they generate yeah. here. The big thing was, I think, that, that, that text description, right? Now, that, that summary. And final turn for I think demo. I, I'm really you curious about this. They did that. You pull in a PDF or whatever uh, on the yeah. Windows. It was the Windows uh, Copilot, and it will give you a summary. Yeah, a, a summaries are a great idea. They're using it in the Microsoft Store, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's a summary of the reviews. Using right. Using precise language in the prompt, like the example in the asset catalog, increases the fidelity of Copilot's response. When we have confirmed that Copilot has retrieved the right branding asset. From this line of business tool, it is just a matter of telling Copilot to update the Jira ticket 
with the Contoso logo for reference. And Copilot does the rest. Finding the previously created ticket from the context. That's pretty cool. It's natural language. It understands what she just asked for. And the comments with yeah. a link to the logo file. Copilot then summarizes the changes to the Jira ticket. It's going to be a while, though, before I think... the references to the artifacts. We trust we it. On. So, in a way, there's more work initially because you're going to have to do it and then see if it did the right thing and verify it. But I guess eventually we'll trust it. So, to summarize... As a developer, yeah, I mean, enough successes, right? We'll yeah. change everyone's attitudes. Into the semantic index for but one mistake, and boy, confidence it worked great for Siri. I don't know. <laughs> These plugins can be from the OpenAI standard, or they can be message extensions. And finally, Copilot can combine insights. Did you mean the Contoso logo or the Tradewinds logo? Coming from the Copilot, is it raining? <laughs> boosting productivity, and co keeping customers in the flow of work. All while preserving the integrity of your app experiences and the attribution to its content. Thank you very much. Back to you, Rajesh. Thank you, Ina. Ina invented it. So she gets to take a victory lap, Ina Arenas, project so we, manager. Product what we just saw was how Microsoft by graph. using the Microsoft Graph, you get the full power of the semantic index that we built. And we want developers to, to be able to take full advantage of our investments in Microsoft Graph and the semantic. What did you do index? before so if you had this semantic, uh, this this graph? Did you, did you use Graph? Uh, I mean, how did you? How did you yeah, well, it was tool specific, right? So uh, one, one of the deals would be in Microsoft Outlook. You could say, "Well, I want to find someone in my organization who's an expert in whatever." I see. And it could give you a list of that kind of stuff. I see. Um, but yeah, the big. I mean, this interface opens this up because now it's natural language. It's kind of everywhere, basically, or it's where you are at least. Um, now we're going to unlock so, that with natural language. I think that this is what AI really is. It's like the stuff, the data's all been there. And you so know, we've had the entire internet I'm and we get search results, but this is what, this is, if it works, it, the idea is you get this concise, here's exactly what you're looking for, answer, Thank whatever it is. Good morning, everyone. In this demo, I'm Daniela an account manager at a datum, a renewable energy company. And I have an upcoming sales meeting with Relicloud. Let's see how easy it is for me to prepare for my meeting using the Viva Sales I integration love her name. with Copilot. Love. Yeah, yeah. Starting in Word, I use Copilot with Viva Sales to quickly assemble several relevant resources from my CRM system, my calendar, and Word documents from my company's OneDrive. Copilot then generates a summary document for me using well, the go. information three different data, data sources, completely mm -hmm. different types of data. Document, I notice a specific deal that looks relevant to my upcoming meeting. So I prompt Copilot for more details. Tell, tell me more, she said. Copilot uses Viva Sales to retrieve a detailed summary of the deal and prompts me to the, add The problem with this technology is that most people are going to choose the I'm feeling lucky route. Yeah, <laughs> They're yes. just going to, you know, go once and, and just submit. Sounds good. I'll take it. Yeah, right. Yep. It looks uh, excellent. Is it a thousand words? Good. Send it in. I think it puts a burden <laughs> you know, now on management. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just like it puts the burden on teachers now in schools. Exactly. Yeah. In real time. 
Using Diva Sales, it's able to recognize that the customer has mentioned a competitor, Prosware, is also pitching to Relicloud. Viva Sales prompts me to get more information on Proseware and quickly returns an analysis of its strengths and weaknesses. And when the co-pilot, how can we destroy Proseware? How similar companies? I want to go after their children. technologies. I can prompt Copilot to pull it really up the comes down to, I mean, this is valuable and sort you know, this kind of competitive research, you know, everybody's done for years, but can you trust what you're getting from this AI compared to what you might get from a, the meeting. a employee? Yeah, that's we agree right. On How good is the quality? What is the quality? A formal proposal sure, review, it's fast. It's and easy. We're done. I, I will say, I, I do feel like they've had several years to I kind of hone the Microsoft graph and that AI in this case is a lot, well, it's partially about, about kind of presenting it as in some UI, you know, right, coming right. up with something. Um, it's still doing I do f- some synthesis, though. It's still, it's yeah. still saying, oh, yeah. oh, well, you should, you know, here's, here's, a, here's a problem here. You should, I mean, uh, well, the natural language missing? interface, right, which they started right with the Cortana and right. uh, other voice uh, assistant type stuff. Yeah, look how well that's that's worked. that's a component of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like I said, I I feel like this has the chance to be more successful because it's private data. Yes, and, uh, I understand. You're not working against the world's data set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Library of data. You know, with a fifteen percent discount applied. I've attached a typical master agreement for reference. And when Kat receives my email, Copilot gives her the option to draft the requested contract in Word. And when Kat launches Word, Copilot already has the context it needs to assemble a draft. All Kat needs to do is hit generate. Cat's team. And soon, cat Thompson won't even need to do that. <laughs> if that's all cat's <laughs> doing, I don't need a cat. That's what I'm talking about. They were in the room. Did they create it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. They were there. Including I clicked a button. What does cat do? <laughs> yeah, cat, can you explain your job to us exactly? Well, I push the Would you say you spend a lot of time clicking buttons? Cat? By Copilot for Word. For example, she can replace the limitation of liability clause. Oh man, and I really don't want Copilot right in that. Changes are enforceable in California. Cat prompts Copilot to provide her with a yep. summary of changes by clause for a quick review using Thomson Reuters Document Intelligence Service <sighs> to quickly extract and compare modified clauses. With her review complete, Cat can now send the contract back to me for presentation to Relicloud. Thank you. Back to you, Rajesh. Thank you, Amita. It's pretty cool to see how these sophisticated workflows are all happening in the application and developers adding to the, you know, just the friction-free nature of completing these business processes. So, in a similar way, we've been working with partners like SAP, and there was this announcement last week of how SAP Success Factor is plugging into the Copilot inside of Microsoft Word using the Copilot extensibility. And so, for example, if I'm creating a job description, you know, the data in the SAP Success Factor helps me create this with all the right metadata, all the fine tuning made possible by the business logic in SAP Success Factor. 
So in a similar vein, I'm also very excited to announce the Microsoft Syntax plugin for the Copilot. For those of you who may not know, Microsoft Syntax is content AI. Every organization has tons and tons of content, whether it be in SharePoint or OneDrive or Teams and a bunch of other places. And so Microsoft Syntax is an AI tool that enables classification, that enables workflows that are possible on this content, unlocking the knowledge in an organization. And now that entire corpus is available as a plugin in Copilot, and that allows business processes to be grounded in the user's context in the plugin. So let's take a look. Uh, this the seems like it's very specifically the, easy to the add files new piece. As a column. You know, how do we find information in literal file-like files? Mm -hmm. Within Microsoft 365 Copilot, you can leverage the metadata to search and find relevant content with precision. <laughs> First, create the, the metadata. Second, use AI. Structured <laughs> templates. <laughs> I, combining data sources and your yeah. own inputs. and review that new document, spotlighting key details. When you're done, the same plugin can add syntax e-signatures to your documents for your approval. Sure. All Why from not? within Microsoft 365 <laughs> Copilot. As soon as a human signs that, it's their fault. <laughs> so what we've seen but so the far... the human sign it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was to summarize the extensibility that we walked but through... It really brings up this level, first, this issue of trust, plugins. you know. Can I trust what I'm getting Whether these are... Chat GPD style plugins. All you need is an open API. And know, you know, then again, I, you know, humans were doing this work, right? Right, and, and probably not making very mistakes well. all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we showed a toolkit, the Teams toolkit. You must have had uh, experiences in your life where a lawyer handed you a document that they edited and you said, "Yeah, but what mm -hmm. about this thing?" And they're like, but "Oh yeah, you know, I all the know. time." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just really uh, you know, eventually this will. And we really be better. I, you know, I guess I don't know how else to say it. I, mean, I, I worry about like an avalanche of crap. I really do. I feel like because it's so uh, productive. But it's about the impact. Yeah, it's almost too easy. Yeah. Do. How do we get you distribution and reach? How do we enable end user discovery of the work that you and do? Step three: and then revenue. Cue stock footage of money falling from the sky. And productivity, just as you saw in the demos today, we make it possible for you to create a plugin easily. You can customize the user experience with adaptive cards, and then you can debug and deploy this once and have it work in the host applications or as Copilot extensibility. Now, in terms of reach, out the, the gray of course, goo is, is uh, words, lots of words. Yeah. Making sure any application yep. is secure. How do you feel about YAML configuration <laughs> files? Because you're going to be seeing a lot, a lot of this. You have to earn IT trust. And it's something that Microsoft you know, has spent a lot of time with IT on. And so our investments on reach really are to help developers to make their applications compliant. So what we have is a, a tool now that, that assesses and suggests remediation for your application to win IT trust. Based on feedback from developers, we've created a Microsoft 365 certification program. So we take a look at the controls that industry standard frameworks recommend, and we assess your application against that. 
And if you get the Microsoft 365 certification, that builds trust with IT and will speed up the deployment of your application. And for IT, we have invested in different views and badging and filtering so they can judge which application fits which role, what is the security profile of these apps. And the thing that we recently brought, which is a win-win. A win, number win, of our win, advertisers are not happy to see this. This automated compliance is, is scary. This auto installation of these applications and extensibility. So if IT has trust in your application and they want to deploy that to some set of users, they can auto deploy it. So the user doesn't have to go one by one, go find the application and then deploy it. Reach is not enough. You have to get the end user to discover your application. Now, none of us go into work thinking, oh, let's install a new application. Usually what happens here is we go by the recommendation from our colleagues, from our leaders, and of course, IT's recommendations. And so what we are doing in the realm of discovery, of course, we first went in solidified, you know, we were a little chaotic. We've got now one store experience in Office and Teams and Outlook where users can go dis discover applications next sensibility. The thing that we recently enabled that I'm very excited about is what we call seamless discovery with link unfurling. So if somebody sends me a message and I don't have the application installed that the message refers to, we go to schema.org and we can show you the experience even if the recipient doesn't have the application. This helps the virality of your apps. And then of course, we've made sure we've added user experiences to get the right application to surface in the right context. So for example, in Microsoft Teams, if you're on the meeting stage, you can go and figure out the relevant applications in meetings and bring that in. Same thing with channels and chat. And in terms of monetization for ISVs, we've created a commercial marketplace. So in ISV, you can figure out how to distribute our app at a regional level, at a department level, at a global level. And for IT, we've given them tools on how to manage users and licenses. So, taking a step back, what we've talked about today, and my call to action to all our developer colleagues here as we go forward together in this world of AI, A, go build Teams message extensions today, because these also act as co-pilot extensibility. Take advantage of our investments in the semantic index and the Microsoft graph by annotating the graph with your data and metadata. And then give us feedback on the Teams plugin, which is really about streamlining your ability to build, debug, and deploy plugins. Now, we have several other exciting announcements beyond Copilot. I'm sure you've heard the word Copilot multiple times today, but we have other announcements. And so I really want you to encourage you to take a look at the breakouts and the demos for some other very exciting announcements. But there are two things I want to spend a few more minutes on. One is Teams Live Share, and the other is Microsoft Mesh. Now, Teams Live Share, what do you see here is Autodesk. Multiplayer Autodesk. This is an SDK that is now released, is generally available. This SDK is about bringing gaming quality. Just in case it wasn't clear that Teams was a platform, run an app in a we shared environment inside of Teams. Yeah, yeah. We've done the work. A lot better we than sharing your desktop. I mean, for Excel Live. Yeah, right. It's integrated right into the app. 
The idea here is in a hybrid war. Can I replace Progman.exe with Teams.exe? Don't you want your applications when they are brought in the context of a meeting to be co-created, co-edited, co-annotated? And that's I mean, what we couldn't Steam even uh, collaborate does. in real time it's in Microsoft OneNote, but now you're telling me I can run <laughs> Autodesk with multiple people and we can all edit that thing. Incredible. <laughs> Paul is still Microsoft a little shell-shocked <laughs> after years of trying to get OneNote working with Mary Jo. <laughs> I'm not saying it never worked, but I don't think it ever worked. <laughs> I don't. Now, you can create personalized avatars oh, for Microsoft Teams. Yes. Your reaction. By the way, uh, let's, let us not forget, please, that this thing, Mesh, was all of Build last year. Is this that thing that we were doing the dancing and the uh, we were at the Burning Man? It was the, the, foot, the uh, legless people <laughs> yeah. floating yeah. around, remember? Oh. To be an immersive experience to build stronger. This was going to be the future until this was the future. Didn't, didn't that guy got, get fired? Is, it doesn't matter if. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. but they were, you know, uh, partnering with Face or Meta, right, on their oh, yeah. the Oculus. Yeah. And, and Facebook has their own, I don't know what they call it, but probably Oculus for work, whatever they call that stuff. And the same technology is now available for you to build custom immersive experiences. Imagine like everybody who's ever tried this on yep. doesn't like or it or some social gathering. And I don't even understand the, the point, really. Let's take a look of legless I, meetings. I, I believe if I did something like this in 1996, yeah, Microsoft you did. promoted Hello? Internet chat Avatars client thing. We floated around a planet, you know, and you with did. these 3D avatars of cartoon person. More comfortable. Digital presence a step further. No, it's freaky. Immersive yep. spaces for teams help interactions feel more engaging. More oh, I don't think that's more engaging. Yeah, I, we were in a car crash. What's going on here? But what if we could take it even further by building a custom immersive experience just for your organization? Microsoft Mesh elevates orientations. I don't know any employee, any manager. I don't know anybody who wants to do this. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they keep pushing this. By transcending time and space. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know. Where you so are. Apple in a couple of weeks is probably is going to announce this headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have. Maybe that's like Microsoft is. will yeah. be part of this. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You can swim with the fishes. Hello, Richard. Were you implying collaboration between Apple and anybody else? <laughs> so we've Richard Campbell about- joining us. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> well, that's really, I mean, I wonder if it, maybe that's why this is in here is, is a, a defensive measure. I yeah. guess whatever There's Apple announces in a week. place that your sure. plugins will reach users. And that place has a billion users. And that is Windows. Oh, my God. And to tell you more about that opportunity Finally. with Windows... Let me invite Panos. It's the, the future stage. of Windows we've, today. We've, we've traded Rajesh Jha for Panos Panay and Paul Therod for Rich Campbell. Now, Paul's going to stick around. My timing Paul's. is amazing. You, you really did a good job. I love it. I love it when people get pumped about Windows. Oh, you there's the first about uh, item in the bit. Windows uh, bingo card. Pumped. Me too. Okay. All right. I'm mm-hmm. pumped also. I'm pumped to be here nope. at Build. I'm honored. I have Triple to tell pump. you first, I just represent this incredible team of product makers uh, they're in Redmond. They're around the world. They're watching right now. Let me just say thank you for all you do, for all you put together. I'm grateful. And also thank you to everybody here. Thanks for being here today. It's awesome to be at a live event together. 
And for those of you online, welcome. It's an exciting day. Where are your legs? I think when you look at everything we just <laughs> talked about, just so, so amazing. It also happens to be an incredible time to be a developer, especially a developer on Windows. Now, we've talked a lot about AI. You've heard a lot about it. Just to be clear, clear a developer using Windows, it's not a developer targeting Windows. Shift of this generation. There is no doubt. Well, that's a big distinction, actually. Across industries, yep. healthcare, finance, education, tech, even in your own homes, in our homes, the possibilities are endless. But we're moving so fast. Sometimes, every now and then, we can lose sight. What does it actually mean for us as people? What is that transformation for each of us? <clears throat> now I'm going to do what I'm not supposed to do on stage. And Even ask he has no idea where he's going this with this. Keynote, just so you know, when you ask a question, if people don't answer it, it's a terrible moment. So just stick with me. <clears throat> so, so true. Don't do it. You always lose your audience. But let me just say, how many of you remember the first time or the early days of the Internet? All right, good. We got a, we got a lot of hands. That helps. <clears throat> you heard Rajesh talk about GUI and the transformation that started to come, but let me just shift it a little bit. I remember for me, and some of you, I'm looking out there, you're like, what do you mean? The Internet's always been there, so I'm dating myself. <laughs> I, I told, I saw you. I'm like, oh, right. You, you were born in the Internet. I got it. I, for me, uh, oh. I remember I wanted so bad to understand what it was. It seems crazy, right? Because it seems so obvious now, but I wanted so bad to understand what were people talking about. And I had this connection, and it made these noises, and it was this dial-up modem, and I tried so hard to get on, and I used this thing called Gopher. I was like, what is this? Why do people think it's good? Then I got my first job, I got to work, and I had this thing, I think it was called DSLs, this is great tech, and I'm, now I have a connection. Do you sometimes feel like it, I this remember, is the stuff we have to sit through to get to what he's going to tell us about? Wrong, I did a little bit of work, yeah, but I the also price you pay. It's the price you pay. <laughs> Probably more than I, the actual work I was doing. I blame Steve magic. Jobs for this. The the whole notion that a keynote yeah. has to somehow yeah. storytelling be a revival yeah. meeting and it was it's well the, yeah the real reason to blame him is that no one else can really pull it off. That's right. Even then, so they he inspired a lot of then, ba in bad imitations. Bad imitations. Yeah. yeah. The opportunity felt so vast; it was almost impossible. It was impossible to comprehend. I think those first couple of weeks, I read the entire internet for sure. I, just, I, I read the whole ESPN catalog. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I read everything. But the level of knowledge at my fingertips, it felt transformational. It was transformational. Then came the advent of online dating, Wikipedia, Jeez. social media. Please, let's not. The thing in your pocket. It's gone through the history of the internet. That, phone, <laughs> that thing in your pocket that we don't make. Streaming, and it just goes and goes and goes. Online dating with a thing in your pocket. Messy, the feeling of possibility. I had never felt it before. I had never felt anything like it. And I haven't since until right now.
until right now with you, until the advent of I, I AI. I really think this act is wearing. Are we Truth dating? I, I, what happened? To <laughs> <in front> of <laughs> us. I don't know. You happy to What's see me? Or is that a thing in your pocket? Features or the models. It's about being part of, getting to witness, and participate in something that will change. Random slide. I was going to say, this is what pops up. Of how we live our lives. <laughs> that was a mistake. That. It has to have been. We are there together. There's a great connection to be beginning. made between the advent of the internet and the advent of AI, but so, it really is that AI is what makes the internet the devs out there and the start to make sense. To be, some of you might just be getting started with AI, like me when I was trying to figure out the internet. Or you might not know where to start. What's going on with his... The toes of his sneakers. Or you're looking at me and you're thinking, mm-hmm. I've been creating AI models for a year. I'm Do you the feel like a legless avatar would be superior in this one? <laughs> no matter where you case, are. He's wearing, I could ask Christina No matter he's where wearing, you are cause... on that journey, this presentation is about Microsoft and Windows being there for you. They show his shoes again, you know. Take a look. See, I look at technology. It looks like the uh, like front of those boats they use to yeah, storm the They've got a prow. Or a wall yeah. or a fence. They're like squared off. You don't go from the ground the straight to the top. And they go up, see? You yep. You have to take steps along the, the way. What is that? Windows will give you the tools. The tools each of us needs. And in this room, to be the wave makers, the creators, the pioneers of this next generation of technology, to empower yourself, to empower your customers, change the world. And by the end of this keynote, you're going to see a few things. You're going to see how you can increase your, increase your engagement and ability to serve customers with the all-new Windows Copilot and AI plugins. Shilpa's going to come out here. She's going to show you how we're accelerating your ability to build seamless workflows on Windows 11. You're going to see Dev Home, Microsoft Store, widgets, other innovations we just released. I don't know if you saw this, but we just released a full build of Windows yesterday. It's so exciting. We're not going to talk in great depth of it today. Shilpa will hit some of it, but get in there, read the blog. It's crazy cool. It's crazy I cool. I did. Ben Pavin's going to come out that's here. That's true. And I really want you to hone in here. He's going to talk to you about how Windows is fundamentally, and you will see it, the absolute if you search Panos Panay and sneakers, there's Absolutely. quite a few images of various yeah. sneakers. He's, AI he's become a sneaker guy. And is the home. I, I blame Christina for Warren. For every one of your high ambition. I blame Ted Lasso. AI powered apps <laughs> from edge compute and OSS models coming together. And you heard Kevin yesterday. He really nailed this. Pavan will bring that together for you. Then Stevie will come out and show you innovation and how it's not slowing down. And if you are on Windows 11, whether you're building on it, using it, it is what will keep you ready for what is coming next as we pioneer our way through this opportunity together. Okay, let's jump into Copilot. That was singularly content-free. Yeah. I'm going to come down yeah, here. Crazy, I have to share. It's a long you. time for nothing. Nothing. I uh, I do want to know more about the sneakers, though. You know, we've been working on this for a while. Oh, you so you'd ask them. all the time. <clears throat> and when you work on details for a long time, it's like time, a prop comic. You, you're a little bit too close. And so regardless of what it is, yeah, regardless if it's uh, a, prop comic a pixel on the screen comedy. or one of the hundreds of scenarios we have for Those the co uh, coming forward for you, 
You look at it. Uh, dark shadow sneakers. Try and get it right. How you doing? Chuck seventies. But uh, fundamentally, <laughs> you then want to tell the story as best you can. Thank you. So. Thank you, Anthony Nielsen. I we don't know built you this found video. That. We built it with bits. Pressed. We then record them. We then render them. We try and bring them as perfect. I've watched this video at least a thousand oh, times. I've edited okay. it. I've seen Good it. Good job, Ty. But I haven't seen it the way you've seen it. So next, I'm going to crowd it surf. and I'm going to watch it with you because this feels <laughs> awesome. What's he doing out there? On this Get back stage. in the stage. Do it together. This is what Satya showed you yesterday. We are uh, at uh, Build and uh, covering the uh, second day keynote with Paul Therott and Rich Campbell. We'll go right into Windows Weekly right after our show day brought to you by ACI Learning. 94% of CIOs and CISOs agree attracting and retaining talent is becoming increasingly critical to their roles. 30% of ACI learners are MSPs. Isn't that cool? That's probably, uh, you know, these are people who own their own businesses. They love technology. That's why they're MSPs. Check out this testimonial from a happy MSP team leader. I had 110 engineers in the field. We had dozens of IT pro accounts. Last year alone, they passed over 40 certs. Wouldn't you like that for your team? Practice Labs, perfect for MSPs to test and experiment before deploying new apps or updates, all without compromising your live system. It's just one of the many features ACI Learning brings to IT pro. It's a great team. Fill out the form at go.acilearning.com slash twit to get more information on a free two-week trial for your team. We go back to the video of Windows. Have you learned anything, Paul and uh, Richard, from this? I think this is the video they ran yesterday. Oh, so we yeah. took, so he's literally replaying the video from yesterday. <laughs> okay. He took 12 minutes to introduce the video they ran yesterday. Okay, yeah. and now content. All right. Look at those check 70s. They just, I mean, they he amped up the pressure on the audience by stepping know, out there. They were all rad. coasting. Frame back again. <laughs> Some of them were sleeping. Saw, but I want to talk yeah. about them a little bit differently. I want you to come along with me on this journey. All right, everybody, get up. Yesterday, Yusuf had showed you the demo that was in the video, but there was a lot of purpose to why we picked that. And I want to just share a few small things with you as we look at it together. And I'll show you a few new things, but let's just let's take a look at this really quick. So the first thing to understand is I get asked a lot. It probably seems super obvious in this room. You know, you know how to get to AI. You know how to get to Bing. You know how to uh, invoke ChatGPT. Of course you do. But not everybody does. They hear about it. They've heard about the Internet. So what's the first thing we do? We bring AI front and center to everybody. For you, think of this as a platform, a funnel for all those plugins that you can bring forward, the two days of plug-in palooza that you got, the opportunity to take those and bring them to a billion people. So we put Copilot right there on the taskbar, just simple, important, and it comes there. And you heard Satya say it yesterday, every user is a power user. You start to see that where you can talk to Copilot, ask it what you need. Think about 30 years of history in settings and the understanding of a platform and the power of being able to just say, make it easier for me and dark mode shows up because it's easier on your eyes. You may not even know that dark mode existed. 
cracks me what? up when everybody applauded yesterday for dark mode. That was rad. People don't know that copy and paste exists. I, I, I mean, I think the people in this room know dark mode exists. Yeah, I think so. I think we need dark mode for those shoes. Any setting <laughs> within Windows. Holy cow. And, but people don't think of it as settings. I like, oh, that's I like the, the shadow of the uh, steady cam like operator. Mm-hmm. I need that's, that's to cool. cast that's a godlike uh, to the image for Panos, which he probably right. That's a power user wanted. move on Windows. Not Why is anymore. he out there in the middle? Just write it down and watch it. Happen. I think he might have lost his audience by now if he okay, didn't seriously wake them up by walking amongst them. The this is so right cringy. I hate to say it, but co-pilot yeah. no, it's, um, it's not good. You. Not you yeah. thinking I think, about I like engineers don't people, appreciate this kind of thing. This is it's where the plugin good. can just. There's an element of this that feels like I forgot to write my keynote. What yes. can I recap? Yes. yes. I was literally it's thinking, hey, Panos, did you want to practice for tomorrow's says, keynote? He's like, no, I got it. Would you like to listen to some music? <laughs> you know, yes. The plugin shows up, it makes a suggestion. You pick Is there lives. literally I would anything that's occurred that we didn't see no. yesterday? No. But right. here's the and really, part. honestly, do we need a the deep dive into how Copilot chooses your how Spotify, Spotify, Spotify can come up? I need chill music for my coding session. Windows recognizes you've made a mess. Let me help you organize your windows. You don't have to find Snap, although a lot of you do. You don't have to wonder how. It'll just offer it. And it cleans up your desktop. This is speed. This These is people aren't even, you know, this guy's not even looking at him. He's like, oh. no, this right, is, um, this, this is not the right talk for this audience. No. This is, um, no, you got a bunch of consumers who don't know what they're doing. And even so consumers aren't going to go crazy on this. I don't, I, All right. In this case, right. I'll select the config. But watch what happens when I do. It'll copy it. It'll drop it there in Copilot for you. And then simply ask you, after you decide to give it to Copilot, what do you want to do with this text? You clearly copied it. So for me, I've always dreamed of being a dev. Don't worry, I practice, I try, but I'll never be able to claim I end one. But I will tell you, the idea here where I can get the config and just ask it to explain to me the time it saves me and what it might mean for you. Now think about this on third-party applications think about it on anything that sits on your desktop today what could you thinking do about being with an it? apple developer i'm giving you the most simple <laughs> of demos but it's powerful unpack that thought and it's like when's through. wwdc it's really kind of cool, isn't it? so i still have time to now go to the audio what would you pay for a good tackle right now I know that sounds weird, but let's get I a soccer hooligan in there now. The best way to capture what I'm saying is just to Has listen to myself. Steve later Jobs ever walked into the audience and sat down next to somebody? Like no, but I will listen to it. But here's what's beautiful: most you ever do is call Phil Schiller in the audience, over, sitting down, make a decision right. that you <laughs> just want to hear it got to the audience. For you transcribe for you and just like that you're saving time i, I, I want to be really clear about this, this. I, I don't want to sit here and make fun of this guy i i want this to be interesting and relevant uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's so much to talk to this right? audience and right i just don't understand this what this is, is. going to be perfect for my father when he drags over a note a voice note or even a video in the future and he wants to translate it into greek he's going to do so the power of that the speed of that the possibility is endless Okay, I want to take you to this last demo, and it's probably the most important one to catch the nuances on, so I'm going to walk you through what's happening. 
you can see Microsoft Word here, no doubt. It's a nice stage set up with those screens going all the way across. And you've heard a lot about plugins. You yeah. saw the Spotify demo. That was an important demo to mm-hmm. just understand. Yusuf showed it yesterday. You just saw it here. That plugin showed up. It made sense. But here's another. This one's near and dear to my heart. This is, this is also exactly from yesterday. No. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the Word art. The opportunity that you have to yeah. the billion users on Windows, the billion plus users on Windows. What can happen here? What so you will this see is, this is was when Microsoft the user says, help designer, right? generate is a logo, it literally brings up Adobe Express there in Copilot and say, click Adobe here, Express. let me take you through. Which is <laughs> Microsoft Designer. understand that. Yeah. Copilot brings you a plugin and just keeps you in your flow and you're creating. When you're done creating it, you drag it back into the chat and then you can share it with all of your friends. The steps of opening, closing, removing, they all go away. When we say we're going to help you do things differently, that AI reinvents everything on Windows, this, what you're looking at, is just the beginning. There is so much power here. If you think about plugins with ChatGPT and Bing, what you heard yesterday, Windows is your platform for high-ambition AI apps. It's sitting right in front of us. Okay. We all have a red buzzer on our desk so You're that when something happens that didn't happen yesterday, we can try to race to be the first to identify it. It's new. Co-pilot. Previews in June. So we're a month away. For those of you who it's can get on feel it, like let, three me just, years at this let me rate. just make an ass. <laughs> Previews in June Go get means in October. Preview. Means we're going to learn 23H2, right? I say that from a true point of humility. We don't understand everything yet. But boy, they do I know just it changed more build as we were speaking, by the way. Do I understand for sure the opportunity that's in front of you to bring those high ambition apps to Windows, to have that AI experience, that interjection, and we'll evolve together. What did you guys think? What? Huh? What? I'm sorry. What happened? He asked huh? a question. <laughs> what? What's happening? Is All right, that let's, uh, high ambition let's thing new? Let's talk a little bit. <laughs> There's low ambition apps. Is that what there is? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all I Windows that's, 11 yeah, looks not right. just low about ambition you know. apps. Low yeah, ambition, low like Excel. Low ambition, no ambition apps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like low code, no code. <laughs> we announced Windows 11 nearly two years ago. Two years ago was an announcement right about this time. It was exciting. Mm, you've been so yeah. you've been so <laughs> gracious. You've helped us build this platform. We have more people at speed getting on this platform than ever before on any version of Windows choosing it. I'm so proud of it. The usage is growing. The engagement is up. We, we we love it. There's no question. But this growth it yes. extends first to developers. Developer it's, monthly active device growth year over year. What does that even mean? That's too many 20, words. Four percent. I assume that means developers using Windows. That means you as their dev box. More of you developing, and some of this growth is driven by an increase in segments like Python developers, which is. But again, not to be a jerk about it, he's not talking about people targeting Windows, right? He's talking about on Windows using Windows. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's WS. That's got to be WSL, right? That's the role well, it's every Visual Studio Code, right? It's web apps. It's, it's more integrated whatever, into right? our it's, lives than ever before. Windows 11 has created a little bit of a transformation for each of us. The PC became the place to connect, play, work. 
And we also know there's no limit to what you can do from local compute to cloud compute. And as you listen to Stevie and Pavan talk about that hybrid architecture, which is coming, so sweet, there's no limit. <laughs> but then you look and you go, there's apps like Spotify, Snapchat, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, so many more that have recently come to the Windows Store. That increase, and you'll hear from Shilpa, has been awesome. If only these apps were available on the mobile devices people actually use. And you have oh, to wait. understand, mm-hmm. wait. these apps, mm-hmm. these apps, I know they seem these apps here? obvious. Yeah. What was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> if you took the pauses out of his speech, it would be seven Just minutes long. Mobile apps only two years ago. Only mobile apps two years ago. I mean, it is, it's, it's incredible. Sophia, she's 17. Again with the kids. She's traveling. Yeah. I miss her. Here's a video I took when she wasn't she watching. She uses these apps on her PC every day. I'm blown away. I mean, I love it, but I'm blown away. It's so powerful. You can She's keep the only in person in her peer group who uses Windows. And you stay in I your know. I'm She's blown away. Incessantly. Yeah. A Windows user. And now, the advent of AI is only making that stronger, faster, more opportunity. WhatsApp's my favorite example, so I want to share it with you. It's, uh, they created an amazing, an amazing right, gonna, Windows I'm app. Make, I'm going to make an educated guess here that the original plan was not PC. to include People any Windows content no yesterday. The number one app mm. on the and that this was going to be the first time this stuff was announced. It has to be, because you, Leo, you, know, you and I went back about the, uh, forth about the schedule, remember? And yeah, he, it seemed to be changing. Originally, yeah, he was originally there was going to be a Windows embargo for today, but they put it all on day one at last minute. What's happening with WhatsApp on Windows? I wonder why. I don't know, Thanks, but I, that's what this feels like. It's they didn't have time and share with the to do anything new on day two. I mean, I think there will be some other stuff. He talked about Stevie and, and hybrid, and that's going to be the, number one the local plus cloud-based AI the stuff um, that's happening through MPUs, right? So that should be interesting. We're always investing in new experiences. But yeah, this whole thing is a recap of yesterday. Yeah. Create an amazing WhatsApp experience on large screens. Our users deserve the best experience of WhatsApp across every device and platform especially the more than 1 billion Windows devices. So after years of development, we are thrilled to now have brought the first native desktop companion application to our users. And on new Windows 11 PCs, you can easily find They're it in the start menu. conspicuously did not offer this on the Mac. It was built from the ground up using native technologies recommended by and in Even close collaboration course, with Microsoft. I mean, iOS admittedly, smartphones have gotten pretty big. You might as well use your laptop. Significantly right. improved yeah. performance and right. reliability, benefiting from reduced battery, CPU, and RAM usage. As well as who listen to Spotify have seen a 7% increase in productivity Unlike when they're programming. The app does not require you to stay tethered to the mobile app after authentication. So you can was use that a WhatsApp character from Star Trek? What was that? <laughs> what just happened? Group calling are now available. People can connect with their friends and family through eight-person video calls and 32-person audio calls. And best of all, all of this is backed by end-to-end encryption. So your personal messages and calls remain truly private. We're working with Panos and the team to deploy cutting-edge technology that will make the WhatsApp experience on Windows truly remarkable. For example, we're using ARM64 architecture to enhance app performance while minimizing power usage. We're also leveraging Windows Studio Effects, which run AI They're models on the Arm neural processing unit to the best Is it not available on Intel? I mean, users are both of these features require you to have an ARM-based PC like right now. Blur and noise suppression. We're excited to continue collaborating with Microsoft to innovate for the future of private communication. Awesome. Thanks, Will. 
I think the big thing he said there is we've made a version of WhatsApp for PC that isn't Electron. Before right. we yeah. move on, I want to acknowledge yeah. something. When I first took on Windows, you, uh, I must tell you, the most passionate group, the most passionate group uh, that gave me feedback, it was devs. As a matter of fact, funny enough, as I was walking through the aisle, I saw a few of you. You had actually sent me PowerPoints with every single detail of what needed to be changed in Windows. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Now I'm oh, You must love my website then, because that's my entire yeah. career. I, <laughs> <laughs> My best way I, lo- I love that you love that feedback. You seem to ignore it. Um, I'm missing something. It's so important. I only said I loved it. Didn't say I was going to do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. I love your passion. To foundational OS changes, like the new file system optimized for developer workloads, you continue to push us for better experiences, whether it's across terminal, WSL, GitHub integration. And yesterday you saw another response to that in Microsoft DevBox. But today we want to bring you the best Windows development experience yet. We want to build a home for devs. So we did. I'm at an old and age we home the dev for devs. Home. The dev home. They put some effort into that. It's a new site. The dev home? Yeah. No, it's an app. Um, okay. For Windows 11. It's basically a dashboard. Contoso chat. <laughs> That's Teams, I guess. Yes. No, this is all. This is the de- this is the app. The, the whole uh, thing is, is it's got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Step up. Yeah. There's a, a GitHub component to it. There's a, an app install component. There's a widget component. does this mean <laughs> I mean I used to have to google that <laughs> those kind of efficiencies are nice I, I don't know that's just github copilot though I don't understand what that has to do with All right, we got a lot of exciting stuff to cover from here on out. Shilpa, an incredible product maker, a dear friend of mine, and absolutely one of the leaders in Windows is going to come out here and take you through every single detail, including the latest release of Windows. Shilpa? The latest release of Windows. I I assume they mean the Moment 3 release, unfortunately. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see everyone in prison after so long. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. When developers asked us to support Bash on Windows, we knew that meant making Linux a first-class environment with WSL. When developers asked for a modern command line experience, we created one of the most popular projects on GitHub in Windows Terminal. And when power users wanted more flexibility to customize Windows, we launched Power Toys. And when users said they wanted the taskbar on the top of the screen, we said no. You were right on all counts. And when I say you, I'm referring to you, Windows developers. We love it when our developers give us feedback on how we can make Windows the best place to create software. And the best part, we're still listening. We've heard from you that it takes too much time and too many clicks to set up Windows for coding. We've heard that disk performance slows down your inner loop productivity. And we've also heard that the Windows experience should have more options for power users. This thing users. that you only have to do once and is apparently such a huge problem. We decided today. to address that. 
Now, as you saw in the video, we are really excited to introduce Dev Home, a brand new experience in Windows to help developers quickly get productive and stay in the flow. And we know that when you're coding on Windows, you're working in an ecosystem of both local and remote services. Dev Home will make it easy to connect to GitHub and set up your machine to code for the repos you care about, easily installing all the tools and packages you need to get running. And once you've connected to GitHub, all your surfaces across Windows will light up. if this is a WinGet front end, that part of it. Oh, interesting. All the way from File Explorer to Windows Terminal. Dev Home can also configure your coding environments in the cloud using both DevBox and GitHub Code Spaces. The Dev Home setup experience. As someone who spent about eight years tweaking my Emacs setup, I really dis, just don't approve of this yes. automated you setup can stuff. You define a dev environment in a single file uh, yeah. and apply it to your local system, to your code spaces, and to your Dev Box with a single click. Oh, thank you. That's great. Yeah, so WinGet um, configuration is like a YAML-based configuration file, file because we needed yet another version of XML for some reason. But um, I guess it's, it must be a standard. I think other uh, companies or products use it for configuration. You know, if you're a developer, having a reproducible build that you can take to other machines is very nice. Yeah, absolutely. But that's right. And that's kind of the point. Like when you said that thing about Emacs, I was thinking to myself, of course, what you probably have is a script that will read this. I have a file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, save it all. Dev Drive is based on the resilient file system, and it's combined with a new performance mode capability in Microsoft Defender antivirus. So Dev Drive will yield up to 30% improvement in build so times over If there's a performance mode capability, why don't we just use that everywhere? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like it's like we're going to have a turbo button, so if you really want to turn up the speed, it's like when do I not want to turn up the speed? What are you talking about? Spend creating value for your customers. I need to get a cup now, of coffee. Can you compile it like computer to idle and do nothing? Removing distractions with our dashboard feature. The dashboard is a customizable surface that provides a glanceable overview of that dev, dev drive, state, by the way, is RFS, RFS, which came up out of the Windows 8 group uh, back in the day and was going to replace NTFS and never did. But they're, they're working on it again. It's fast. Huh? Track your tasks it's resilient. Your <laughs> now, this so. dashboard we're showing you is extensible. In fact, we're collaborating with Team Xbox to bring the GDK to Dev Home to make it really easy to get started with dev creation. Hmm. And because Dev Home is open sports, you can contribute to open and extend what? this dashboard. Open as sports? Well. Now, open this sports. holiday, everyone will have Dev Home in Windows. But you right now can get Dev Home in preview from the Microsoft Store today. So they use REFS on the server, right? I wonder why they don't use it on the PCs. I'm going to switch gears Windows. a little bit now and talk about all the improvements we're no, bringing to Windows 11 to increase your efficiency and productivity. Right, now, so these will start rolling out to our Windows uh, Insider program. Explain what Pano said earlier. They are, in fact, releasing the preview version of Moment 3 today. So that's usually it would have happened tomorrow. Remember week D. It's actually happening today. We also have the ability to easily end a task from Taskbar without opening the task manager. Yes, yes. <laughs> what, well, what, what, what did she say they, that made they them so applauded for that thing and that they took out and then were forced to put back in? <laughs> and, and access every single instance of each app with just a Incredible. single click. Windows Terminal will also now have task Remember how we completely screwed up the taskbar? Well, we're fixing it slowly. You're welcome. Standing ovation. Yay. Exactly. Yep, we so did it. Must have been in that PowerPoint they sent Mission to accomplished. The next now build will be on the top of a battleship in the, and I'm really excited Indian to Ocean somewhere. Windows Terminal is getting smarter with GitHub 
I like this copilot in terminal. I like that. This brings the power yeah. of AI to your command line, making it. Yeah, really I think this is what they showed earlier when he said, "What does this mean?" And they gave him the code. You know, the, the code. Right. They gave him the command line he needed to fix that problem. Right. That's very cool. Right that that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. To get access to the new copilot features in terminal, please sign up for the waitlist on GitHub. Okay, so now you've used Dev Home to be productive and you've built a great app. So let's talk about how we can help you acquire and See how easy it was? customers with your app. <laughs> so, so we're easy. moving on. Today we have so a new easy. release for Windows 11. I know this week has been fantastic. Um, there's several improvements in here. I'm going to touch upon the widgets board, which enables quick, glanceable content for customers in Windows. Now, if you have There's only one feature everyone wants from this widgets board. And that in is February, the ability to turn off the feed. For third-party widgets on the board, including I just new want to have my own widgets. from Meta, do that. Microsoft, and Spotify. Now, the biggest feedback we heard was the de- desire to customize the content on this widget board. So as part of the latest release, the board will now have a larger surface area and a dedicated <laughs> space for widgets. First thing is an ad. Feed. It is we'll literally the opposite space. of what I just asked for. Ads top and center. Like the George Costanza the opposite day thing. Like. The board will also have space for recommended widgets. And we've added on install and banner alerts so we can make new widgets easier to discover. We're really excited to make widgets great. But there's for no button on the ads. On Those don't go away. To them the most. Two years after and they introduced widgets, they're really excited in making it great. So many new features today. Now, I would love for you to get a chance to build your widget and have it reach millions of customers. So we've talked about how we can help acquire more customers for your app. Now, let's talk about retention. Today, for the top 100 apps on Windows, we see a 40% retention after a user sets up a brand new PC. Now, I want to make sure you can retain your customers even if they choose to switch to new devices. So Windows is making it easier than ever with your improved restore experience. So as soon as a user sets up a brand new PC, they will automatically land on a desktop. This will include all of their store apps right where yeah, they need that them. That doesn't go that and fast. it's on the start menu as well mm-hmm. as on the taskbar. This new capability... Remember when we took away setting sync? Yes, yes. yes. We're yes. bringing it no back, sort of. losing customers when they set up new devices. So we're happy to have this capability roll out in preview starting today in Windows Insiders. Now, we just talked about... Right, so again, I think this is an October feature. That she's talking about 23H2. Picture ...by sharing what's new with the Microsoft Store on Windows. Now, in the last 12 months, the Microsoft Store has had over a billion unique visitors. Now, what is really energizing is that Windows 11 users are really engaged with our store. They come at nearly twice the rate of Windows 10 users. And we're really proud of our open store principles, what? allowing developers why, why would that to bring be? any app with industry-leading revenue share. And this has led to outstanding success. We've seen double the amount of apps since Windows 11 launched, and more Android apps as well. And if you're around, we have an on-demand session for the Windows Speaking of which, um, Android, the claim last Windows October was 50,000 Android apps, and in you March, can open up the uh, App Store for Android and look at the 157 apps, apps that are still there and wonder what happened to that. Mm. They're still using uh, Amazon's store for that? Yeah. That's the problem So next right month, there. we're going to be expanding Microsoft yeah. Store ads to 150 regions. These guys need to suck it up and pay the... The plate, you know, yeah. store so build now or whatever. We begin exactly. the next chapter for the Microsoft Store on Windows. As we embark Google's on leveraging doing all their apps for big screens now. Those apps work great on Windows. Mm-hmm. That's what people customers. want. We're introducing a new feature called AI Generated Review Summary, 
What this does is summarizes thousands of what you were talking about. a few sentences. Yeah, it's a good idea. It easier than ever for your fans. This, uh, this is something like this in Google Maps. Yeah, if you look at a review, it will say customers said dot, dot, dot. There'll be little pull quotes here mm-hmm. and there. Now, mm-hmm. one of the biggest challenges um, in getting your app discovered it's a, it's, is this, this kind of thing is smart. Search terms. Let me show you how AI-generated keywords will recommend which keywords you should be using based on AI insights that are uniquely available in the Microsoft Store. And I'm really excited to share that we will soon be introducing the new AI hub in the Microsoft Store in the coming months. It's a space that will showcase the best of AI apps for our customers. It will educate customers on how to get started in their AI journey and inspire them to use AI as part of their everyday workflow. Now, you heard me about increasing your productivity with Dev Home, leveraging widgets, getting your app restore experiences so that you can engage and retain your customers. And now you can take advantage of AI Hub to enhance your app with AI in the store. You're about to hear Pavan Davaluri share more about the tools that can help you build your AI-powered app and have it show up here in the AI Hub. Please welcome my friend and colleague, Pavan. Thank you. Thank you, Shobha. That was fantastic. Thank you, thank you. That was amazing. Uh, it's really exciting to be here with all of you here today. Yesterday, Kevin shared that Windows is the best client for AI development. And as we just heard from Pastor Shilpa, there are more developers now on Windows than ever before. I'm here to show you how AI can work for every developer here, whether you're just getting started with AI or you're really wanting to take it to the max. Here's what you're going to hear today. If AI is new to you, Windows can get you started with inbox models and APIs. If you're wanting to center your apps and experiences around new AI features, we have Onyx Runtime to help you take it to the next level. And if you're really ready to take AI to the limit, optimize your models, create differentiated experiences, we make that easier than ever with Onyx Runtime, the Olive Toolchain, of course, the hybrid loop. Now, I want to talk to those of you who are just maybe getting started or even don't know where to get started. If you're on Windows 11, we have AI models for you to integrate into your apps right now. No heavy lift, no extra work. You know the Windows Studio effects you saw earlier in Will's keynote? The WhatsApp team was able to integrate those with just a small shift in settings. And And it only works on our machines, which is weird. Well, the the, the only PCs that have MPUs. Oh, okay. Inbox models and APIs. I get it. It will change. But for right now, that's it. Yeah. So basically, three computers. That makes sense. Okay. Surface Pro 9. If you're Surface Pro 9, yep. Uh, there's a ThinkPad 13, models, X13S, I think is the name. And then whatever that, um, what's the Windows dev box that they made? The, uh, the thing that looks like a Mac Voltaire. mini, whatever that, Project Voltaire, whatever the final name of that is. Camo is an app that enables any camera to produce incredible video. And you're going to see how they've used Onyx Runtime Windows devices and modern silicon. Aiden from the but this is why here, this is why this MPU stuff can't happen quickly enough. Thank you. you know, this has to this has to get you more than great video quality. It also adds next gen effects like spotlight, AI auto framing, beautiful bokeh, privacy mode, color grading, and it and requires modern silicon. These features are great for right. content creators of all types. Trying to find a way to sell new PCs and laptops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Live streaming. And we're not done making Camo the best third-party native Windows app. 
with the advent of NPUs on Windows, our roadmaps got it's even nice more Surface ambitious. Pro box on the shelf. I'd there. love to show a sneak preview. Yeah, Camo, of course, started on the Mac uh, and is an Apple Silicon app. Camo so it makes sense. Right. Is a visible, natural way to signal a reaction when you're on a video call or stream. I like Camo a lot, actually. Perhaps you want to politely interject mm. with an idea. Lift an index finger and a light bulb appears. Or raise a hand. <laughs> We're going to assume that was an index finger. And when you need to drop, peace out. How's this for a hand wavy demo? <laughs> really? I Obviously, don't, I don't, there's a lot of I don't get it. This. this is going to ruin YouTube. You use this once in a uh, in a meeting, and nobody will ever take yeah. you seriously. Yep. Yeah. This is it's like when desktop publishing happened, and every document was a ransom note. You know, <laughs> it's, it's an animated emojis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In an app like Camera, we need to use as little resource as possible. Because when used to the live streaming games on Twitch or presenting in Teams, we can't afford for them to see dropped frames, reduced performance, or jumpy video. In fact, the only way Camo can run the emoji hand models in a performant way today is by combining the power of a PC with an attached phone. But thanks to the NPU, Camo can now afford to do much deeper image analysis on every frame of live video using any camera or webcam. All this without touching the CPU or the GPU. So it's not just much faster, but it helps overall system performance and battery life too. We're confident there's a lot of great things we can build using the ONNX runtime in the new Olive toolchain. You'll be able to check out Emoji Hands and other great additions later this year when we ship Camo with NPU support on Windows 11. With these. MPU support. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so it requires it's great to see an ARM process. Yeah, of course. Democratize amazing video experiences through AI. They're kind of downplaying. Cassie Brevu from the Onyx Runtime. I guess the developer. Well, that's they, they, you know, with Windows Studio FX, it's like asterisks, guys. No one has this. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a feature that's in Windows, but nobody has it. You need Onyx Runtime, the Olive Toolchain, and the Hybrid Loop. This is a great way for you to optimize your models and create performances and experiences are tailored for your customers. Cassie, super happy you're here today. Glad you could join us. Thank you. You know, they missed the obvious opportunity. I don't want to put emojis on my screen. I'll put emojis on your screen. <laughs> That's in V2. Which makes it straightforward to deploy and run your AI models on any platform, including the web. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, so Onyx does all the heavy lifting of dealing with diverse platforms and hardware freeing developers up to focus on delivering delightful AI-enabled solutions. And Onyx Runtime also enables you to target the cloud, which we'll talk about later. Android, Linux, iOS, and Windows. Yeah, no, it runs everywhere. This is the same development pattern and set of tools we use internally at Microsoft for apps like Office, Edge, and Teams. And this really inspires us to build the best product we can before we share it with you. Now, if I'm a dev who really wants to optimize performance of my models, I'm going to be targeting the rich and diverse Windows ecosystem that can be a lot of work. You know, if they were going to do a hardware giveaway this year, and they should have, it, it should have been Surface 9 5Gs, just mm-hmm. so people could, uh, Surface Pro 9s, right? Just so people could experience the, the MPU stuff. From hardware, yeah. to data processing, to inferencing in multiple languages. If you're just dipping your toes in this space, Olive has walkthroughs to get you started. If you're a data scientist that has been creating and optimizing models manually, Olive simplifies your workflow so you can focus on fine-tuning your model. Okay, to summarize, Onyx Runtimes help to run across platforms, and the Olive toolchain really streamlines your workflows. Let me tell you just a quick story about how Olive came about. Um, devs and data scientists at Microsoft working on models were dealing with the same model optimization complexity, I want to say about a year ago or so. And this last year, I think they just sort of threw a fit, and they were like, this is just stupidly complex. We have to simplify this. 
And so it was Yuan on the AI platform team and Stevie who led this effort to go solve the problem. And that's they, they keep talking around more. Stevie Batiste, that's right? So Stevie like works with yeah. Panos. He's a hardware guy. He did a lot of the big surface product designs. But I believe since Panos has moved over to Windows, Stevie has been in, involved on the software side too. I think, and I'm curious what his role is going to be here. With the direct ML execution provider. All right. So first you'll see here, this is a JSON config. And this is how I tell all of what I want to do to optimize my model. Now let's take a look at the generation in this C-sharp WPF application. So this is going to run my stable diffusion models locally. And yep. I've watched this progress bar a lot while building this out. It's taking a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. uh, cool. Some ARM devices with MPUs. I was going to say, left unsaid, ARM device with MPU. Exactly. Maybe next year. Yep. Stable diffusion local is Qualcomm. Two seconds. Fantastic. Excellent. Can we do that again? Yep. Why not? It's so fast. Awesome. Do it all day. It is. I mean, it's. I, I did a demo with Qualcomm the other day. It's astonishing. Like it's. It is excellent. It is the one area where Qualcomm-based PCs make a lot of sense. or really the direct ML execution provider. Please take a look at our workshops this afternoon. Cassie and our Onyx experts are going to be there. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now, at last year's build, one of the concepts we introduced that was new was this idea of the hybrid loop. That is about seamless computing across the cloud and the client. It brings together the benefits of the edge, things like performance and responsiveness and privacy, with the power of the cloud to run large models, to house massive data sets, to be able to invoke cross-platform capabilities. And while the concept of hybrid loop can be simple, in practice it can be complex. Pulling this off requires managing a bunch of services, virtual machines in the cloud, and the beauty of the Onyx runtime is you don't have to deal with any of this complexity. Azure shows up as a coprocessor in Windows, just like an NPU or a GPU. Cassie, let's show us what this looks like. Yeah, so now I'll show you a simple logic flow like this in your code, where you can control whether your model runs locally or in the cloud. And for the data scientists in the audience, Olaf enables this hybrid loop by creating a single end-to-end -end model to reduce the amount of code you need to write. So the first thing I'm going to do is select Cloud Imprints On. Right. And then I'm going to load my file. This is a quote from a book that I like. I'm going to click Transcribe. You can see in my breakpoint that I'm uh, hitting the Azure Execution Provider. Yep. And I'm using the OpenAI Cloud Endpoint for the Whisper large model running Absolutely. in the cloud. Yep. So it's going to send that up, and I'm going to get back my transcription. Fantastic. So now, if I want to run locally, I'm going to turn the Cloud Imprints off. And we're going to run the olive-optimized Whisper Tiny model on my tiny, cute, adorable laptop here. That is a lovely machine for sure. <laughs> and I'm going to choose a quote from the Kevin keynote yesterday. So that looks like a Surface laptop. And I'll click Transcribe. And uh, there is no Qualcomm device. Surface laptop. And here we go. There you go. Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. Thank that you happened very, very quickly. So what is going on there? <laughs> okay. Let's take a minute to process that. What we just I, saw I is am how literally processing that. <laughs> Please explain it. And client to take your AI to the next level. I know many of you are web developers. We see you and we love you. With Onyx Runtime or ORT, you are covered for AI development on the web. ORT Web can run your ML models in the browser using web. I mean, you can run that stuff off a GPU, uh, but it won't be as fast as it would be with an MPU. With WebNN support coming soon. 
Unless you this have a gives you the gigantic a NVIDIA desktop workstation type and thing. Azure in your web apps, just like you saw in the SD demo and the Whisper demos. But really, how do you accelerate these models and apps across a range of the hardware ecosystem? Really, GPUs and NPUs are two ways, two great ways actually going forward. Let me start with GPUs. Windows 11 has a large and powerful ecosystem of GPUs. Thank you for AI reading my mind and then course. providing the demo. Running behind me, you should be able to see two LLMs in the class of 10 billion parameter models. The Dolly model you saw in action yesterday in Kevin's keynote, and NVIDIA's Nemo model fully optimized running on Windows client with NVIDIA client GPUs. You can reach more than 200 million discrete GPU customers today for acceleration of AI models on Windows. Granted, they're all gamers. That's right. It's kind of <laughs> you know, but... There may be some application. With NVIDIA, we're making these and other cutting-edge open-source models available to you soon. Now, let me switch gears a little bit and talk about neural processing units, or NPUs. NPUs are powerful accelerators, purpose-built to accelerate machine learning workloads. And as we look to the future, NPUs in the Windows ecosystem will continue to scale and grow and get you plenty of opportunities. AMD recently announced a Ryzen Mobile 7040 series along with the Ryzen AI execution provider for Onyx Runtime. Intel's Keenbay accelerators are going to be in market shortly, and the Meteor Lake platform comes to market this holiday featuring Intel's first integrated neural processor. Oh, so it'll be in Meteor. support for Onyx Runtime. Meteor Lake. It'll be integrated. So you can actually get it today as an add-on card, supposedly, but I have never seen that mm. out in the world, like for uh, Gen 13. power of AI on modern silicon. The Qualcomm Snapdragon compute platform and devices like the Windows Dev Kit 2023 that we, in fact, announced at Bill last year and the Surface Pro 9 5G are empowering developers to create some amazing AI yeah, Qualcomm is on Gen 7, Luminar by the way, Neo on this stuff. Great example, in my mind. Luminar Neo is about making creativity accessible to everyone and empowering photographers of all levels with AI-assisted editing features. A single feature in Luminar Neo, like automatic background removal, relies on more than 20 models are running behind the scenes. So the speed at which these models run is critical to the user's experience. With the latest NPU-powered devices, this kind of a workload in Windows is drastically accelerated. Like their super sharp AI feature, it uses AI to fill in and you know, sharpen blur details. On a CPU, this could take about two minutes. But that same operation moved to an NPU takes only about eight seconds. That is extra time for all of us to get creative. I mean, it will take like you two minutes to boot up the computer, but the MPU <laughs> stuff is fast. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like Shilpa mentioned, there will be some incredible apps and tools for you in the Microsoft Store AI Hub, including Luminar Neo and other amazing AI apps. With Windows, AI-enabled Silicon, Onyx Runtime, and the Olive Toolchain, we are empowering every developer to be an AI developer. And we can't wait to see what you will create on Windows. Onyx came out of uh, Mike, out year, of uh, Facebook. It was originally a PyTorch project oh under Facebook, and then Microsoft was brought what in. We saw with Cassie the Whisper <laughs> demo is that vision is now a reality. Looking forward, it is an open standard. Continue so. to get more seamless, providing you with richer capabilities. We believe we're in the infancy of what this transformation can look like, and Pons is going to come back here to tell us what this opportunity looks like in the future. Thank you very Oof. much. <laughs> Let's take a look. Let's take a walk into the future. 
Of Remember when you were in high school and someone threw you a basketball? That's Stevie. <laughs> He's a little shorter. Uh, <laughs> a little. I got to admit, I'm actually feeling a, feeling a little vulnerable. I uh, see last year I had a bunch of really cool demos uh, to lean on. Uh, this year, Panov handed me a blank piece of paper and asked me uh, what I should write and say to this audience. And so I did. And I'm here. With no demos. Are you pumped? <laughs> yeah. So I have thoughts for you, and I think it's worthwhile. All right. Everyone's already said this, but really, AI is bringing unprecedented change. And at times, I really do feel like I'm an intern all over again. And it can be daunting on where to start and even how to think about its impact on your apps. But here are three thoughts for you. First... Between Windows, M365, and Azure ML, we're giving you the latest and most powerful tools to help. Pavan and Cassie just showed this to you. They showed the Onyx runtime, the Olive tool chain. Use them. Use them to compile, deploy, and run your AI efficiently across the most diverse ecosystem of devices on the planet. But it doesn't just stop there. Yesterday, Scott talked about new tooling that allows you to fine-tune large models with techniques like LoRa, with just one click. I mean, geez, taking something at the scale of GPT 3.5 and retraining it, making your own, that's, that's groundbreaking. Something that was so difficult just last year is now so easy. Second, contextualize every interaction. Earlier, Rajesh spoke about the importance of the person being at the center. One of the most powerful ways to do so is use the Microsoft 365 graph and its APIs to help ground the API and personalize every interaction, every prompt. This contextualization is a key differentiator that will enable you to go broad and deep with your customers. And third and finally, Panos just mentioned it. AI is the new interaction technology. Or really, what does that mean? 50 years ago, the industry had a milestone event. Take a look at this demo with Doug Engelhardt showing off the mouse and keyboard interaction. That impact, that impact of those innovations revolutionized applications. It's been driving cats crazy for 50 years. That application structure hasn't changed much since. It's wild. Until now. For the next 50 years, this direct, very explicit interaction model will be completely transformed by what's happening today. And we already see it. Our interfaces are transforming from being exact to being more implicit and fuzzier, less programmatic, more piloted. To seize this opportunity to build the next generation of apps and services, I want to take just a brief moment, because i got to catch a plane actually right after this, so just a brief moment, to share the patterns we're seeing and how people infuse AI into their experiences. Three new AI application structures are emerging, shaped by how AI functions relative to your application. Is the AI beside your app, inside, or outside? It's a simple frame to use alongside what Kevin Scott spoke yesterday. In the first application structure, the AI is beside your application, helping helping your tasks, being a helper. It's like a co-pilot. It is a co-pilot. It's very appropriate that the first types of significant AI experiences are co-pilots, 
because it enables us to get in the game quickly. It keeps the original app architecture definition and is minimally disruptive to what our customers already know. Yet, this new application structure delivers immensely capable tools and experiences that did not exist before. We're excited for the new Windows this is Pilot. And all everything the beginning of this wasn't. Pilots, like yeah. I, I think I'm with you, Paul. And Panos got blown up. Yeah. He got, he got yeah. his story talking away and he had to fill. The AI is yeah. inside as the main scaffolding of the app. It's the main input loop. Here, you use AI to completely redefine the application interaction model and even its purpose. The interaction model will be less dependent on point-and-click commands. Things will become much more automatic. We see glimpses already happening in applications like Designer, Klimchat, and Luminar Neo that take pro-level skills and turn them into one-click, slider-driven intents and much more intuitive interactions, all without compromising the result. Here, there are fewer toolbars, fewer deep menus, simply because you don't need them. You want to just intuitively direct the app with what you're managing, and this task is accomplished for within the context of the application. And this brings us to the third and final application structure, where AI goes from executing from within the context of the application frame to AI being outside, executing globally. Here, the AI will orchestrate across multiple apps, plugins, and services, functioning more as an agent. This structure will bring code to the person rather than the person going to the code, allowing the agent to connect, orchestrate, and keep context across entire workflows, across devices, and even across vastly different timescales. You see these ideas already emerging in agents and orchestrators like Microsoft Jarvis, Semantic Kernel, and the Bing Orchestrator. In fact, if you take a step back, the Windows shell itself is an orchestrator. In fact, maybe one of the most powerful orchestrators across apps, across content, across the graph. This is where you announce Windows Imagine 12. Imagine AI and natural language. Yeah. You start to see glimpses of Stevie the opportunity speaks the truth here. Windows Copilot. And it is here when you he's, get a, he's one of the visionaries, right? He's a technical fellow details, at Microsoft, so his job is to levels. think about the when future. But uh, yeah, but he, it's I, like I said, I, he, he was hardware, and now I, I have this. He's clearly stepping into the world of software. And I think he's uh, well spoken, and I think he should be doing this show, yep. doing this keynote. You know, we'll already start to see these outside structures emerging, and you can start creating them today. He doesn't seem like he's pontificating. He seems like he knows no, no. what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with the solutions we're providing you, from our co-pilots to our plugins, from our foundational models to our AI runtimes. This should have been the start of this talk. This is what developers want to know right here. The new AI application structures. Well, it's a roadmap. Give Panos credit. He didn't hijack this either. He did his piece, let him close with something strong. I feel like I'm learning all over again. Yeah. Maybe so are you. But Microsoft is here alongside you providing the easiest tools to build, the latest AI to delight, and the broadest platform to deliver those cutting-edge experiences and revolutionary interaction models. Each of our solutions build on each other. This is so important for you to understand, each of them. So use the tools we're building for you. They help you optimize and customize your AI for your applications, and that enables you to personalize and contextualize every interaction, which helps you reinvent your interaction model, further enabled by embracing one of the three new AI application structures I just talked about, the side, inside, and outside. 
Look for ways to use AI and agents to achieve your customers' overall goals, not just their individual tasks. Doing so will make your work more intuitive, yet functional, more natural, yet powerful. All this to enable and reach and empower more people. With that, I'd like to bring Panos back on stage to help us close it out. Yeah, I think that was the best crystallization of what Microsoft's vision is for AI and how they could partner with developers. What did you think? And they have the best story, frankly, much better than Mac OS or Linux. This is, mm-hmm. this is, well, she just said this thing, which is, I don't mean to say it's profound, but it's concise. You know, Microsoft is like your co pilot, yep. you being the developer. Of the new AI, new Smart. AI good marketing. platform on Windows. We are grateful for your time. Thank you for all you do. Go change the world. No pressure. Panos Panay wrapping up a keynote began by Rajesh Jha, uh, who uh, kind of talked about some of the things uh, Satya talked about uh, yesterday in terms of uh, co-pilots uh, presence uh, throughout Microsoft. Uh, the Microsoft Graph, which is, uh, of course, a really important part of all this, the data that you collect as a company. Uh, all in one spot, uh, then accessible via Copilot throughout various applications. Um, I, I'm not, I agree with you, Paul. I'm not convinced that Panos Panay's revival meeting accomplished much except making me want those nice, uh, Converse, uh, Chuck 70 sneakers. No longer available. They were a January 10th drop. They're out of, uh, <laughs> out of market now. Maybe you can get them on an auction site. I'll ask Christina Warren. But I think Steve Batiste was absolutely the key. Uh, to the whole thing. And yeah, right. I he, he was amazing. Have, he should have let off, uh, making a very strong yep. case for Microsoft as your partner uh, as you develop AI applications. And by the way, not mm-hmm. just for Windows. As you said early on, this was about developing with Windows, not developing for Windows. And, uh, you know, right. they did a little bit of that, but really that's a, that is a strong and compelling <clears throat> argument um, that he made for this. It is. Yeah, I, right. I mean, I, one of the criticisms I've had of Build's past is that, that Windows has been kind of shunted to the side a little bit as they focused on the cloud and blah, 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 whatever. And that you could make the argument this is happening again with AI, except uh, these applications can by and large run on Windows as well as in other places, but you will develop on Windows. And I think that's a great message for Windows at a developer show. Yeah. Uh, he talked yeah. about AI living in three different places. Most of the AI apps we're seeing today are like being chat. They're a, a sidebar, aside your regular mm-hmm. application. But he also painted a roadmap for moving AI into applications. He showed Luminar Neo, which uses AI and sliders uh, to right. to kind of take away some of the complexity of uh, photography uh, and photo editing. And then outside, which is really an interesting and compelling uh, vision, the idea that AI exists cross-application. Uh, yeah, as an orchestrator. As an orchestrator. That's the good word yeah. he used. And the thing he yeah. said that I think is very important is that the original orchestrator was the Windows shell, was Program, And that mm-hmm. now they. it sounds like Microsoft sees an opportunity. They certainly see an opportunity uh, for Copilot as platform. That was very clearly made yesterday as a point. But uh, maybe what they're saying, and I guess this is what you've been talking about all along, uh, is this idea of the next version of Windows being AI driven, the orchestration being handled uh, by AI. Rich, what do you think? Well, actually, uh, oh, go ahead. I, if you I'm want, sorry. Paul, go ahead. I mean, I, I, 
Either. I love this point about Windows being the original orchestrator because yeah. I remember being a very happy DOS developer and then right. battling the driver problem alone, right? I mean, I made money picking printers for companies based on what software they wanted to run <laughs> because each one had its own set of printer drivers. And so when they brought all of that under the umbrella of Windows, and, and again, we trivialize cut and paste, but it's a freaking miracle. The idea that you can lift right. data between applications so, you know, it is the original orchestrator, but this is the new GUI. You know, the front end on it is what makes the difference. To it's go also up been level. kind of the holy grail for operating systems for a long time. The idea, I mean, uh, uh, you know, of o Olay, of uh, the, the COM. Uh, a loop, what we're doing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole idea of the not being uh, a program uh, focused, but being doc focused. And, and using, uh, programs across, you know, the document. Um, and this is what people have been trying to do for a long time. Maybe we're finally, uh, getting there. Rich Campbell, I know you're going to have to leave pretty soon. Paul Thorat, will you stick around? We'll do Windows Weekly immediately following this, uh, and talk in more detail yeah, about what just go everybody grab a just bathroom saw. Break. <laughs> That's all right. I have <laughs> to know, change to studios to too. Break. So no just, problem. Um, real quick though. Um, I just wanted to, I, I think you, you said something I think has hit the nail on the head. I think. What you when he talked about those different models, he was describing Windows 11 where we're going to have a sidebar, a mm -hmm. co-pilot, mm -hmm. and then I think he was describing Windows 12 where it's going to be more integrated. Because that's mm -hmm. the first thing I said about the sidebar was, yeah, this is cute. We have another button on the taskbar that means nothing to anybody. Great, this is just what we need, another button. And um, but that's you know the first step. That's how you get to. You can't just do, go right to integration, right? This has to be something that's available in all of the apps. Like what will make a good Windows 12 app? is what makes those third-party apps you showed earlier, like the photo example you were talking about, uh, is that those that stuff is just integrated where you are. Uh, it's not just some side thing, right, that sits on the side. It's it's every experience you do will be infused with AI. So I, I, I think that is how we got there. We're going to uh, take a little break and come back with Windows Weekly. I'll let you two guys uh, go while I thank our sponsor for uh, this event and all of our news events this year and our studio, too, ACI Learning. You probably uh, have a sense of this, but IT skills get outdated in about 18 months. That's all it takes. ACI Learning helps you handle that. They provide world-class service from assisting you in choosing which learning path suits you best all the way through helping you find the right career opportunity. Fortify your expertise with access to self-paced IT training videos, interactive practice labs, and certification practice tests. Don't just land a job. Start a secure, lifelong career doing something you love. ACI Learning is with you every step of the way with binge-worthy training. Visit go.acilearning.com slash twit to learn more. Use the code twit30 for 30% off a standard or premium individual IT pro membership. We thank you, ACI Learning, for sponsoring this uh, broadcast today and, frankly, for uh, for helping us uh, all year long, sponsoring the studio and so forth. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, special Twit News uh, special uh, talking about, uh, well, covering the second-day keynote. It's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, Windows Weekly is coming up in just a minute. We're going to talk in more depth about uh, everything we saw and what to expect because, of course, Build is just beginning. In fact, uh, coming up, Scott Hanselman in the Build stream. And we always love watching Scott. Uh, Developer Joy is the name of his talk. 
So that'll be a lot of fun. Right now, Christina Warren is uh, is doing the in-between stuff. Uh, we'll be back with Windows Weekly uh, as we move over to Studio B in uh, just a moment. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hey there, Scott Wilkinson here. In case you hadn't heard, Home Theater Geeks is back. Each week, I bring you the latest audio-video news, tips and tricks to get the most out of your AV system, product reviews, and more. You can enjoy Home Theater Geeks only if you're a member of Club Twit, which costs 7 bucks a month. Or you can subscribe to Home Theater Geeks by itself for only $2.99 a month. I hope you'll join me for a weekly dose of Home Theater Geekitude.